Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. The late Walter Bowman, a well-known Lutheran theologian, once said that his favorite theological book was not a heavy scholarly work, but a little book called Children's Letters to God. Walt Bowman used to say that you find every major theological question within these letters. For example, Lucy, little Lucy writes, Dear God, are you really invisible or is that just a trick? Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. <laughs> Signed, Joyce. Dear God, maybe Cain and Abel would not kill each other so much if they had their own room. It works for my brother. Signed, Larry. And dear God, instead of letting people die and having to make new ones, why don't you just keep the ones you got now? Signed, Jane. And the last one, dear God, are you real? Some people don't believe it. If you are, you'd better do something quick. Love, Harriet. Walter Bowman once said that Harriet sounds a lot like the prophet Isaiah. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down to make your name known to your adversaries. Now, Isaiah was an old man at the time that he wrote those words. He had just returned with his people after spending 70 years in exile in Babylon. And they found their beloved city, Jerusalem, in shambles. Their temple was in ruins. Their homes were destroyed. The wall that protected their city was torn down. And their lives were in ruin. It was not the joyous homecoming that they had been anticipating or dreaming of for generations. And so Isaiah just pours out his heart to God. He blurts out, God, tear open the heavens and come down. Sounds a lot like little Harriet's prayer. God, if you are real, you better do something quick. And the truth is, most of us are a lot like Isaiah. I mean, have you ever sat beside the bedside of a dear loved one and prayed for God's help, but it felt like God was so far away. And you prayed in your heart, God, tear open the heavens and come down here. Like Isaiah, we look out at our world and we yearn for someone who is bigger and stronger than we humans are to take control of the wheel, to take control of our lives and our world and to burst onto the scene with power and might and to make everything right again. Someone to tear open the heavens and come down. We look at the war in Ukraine or the carnage and suffering in the Middle East or the rise of authoritarian dictators all over the world or the problems facing our world on a global scale and we pray, if you are real, God, do something quick. It is the deepest yearning of the human heart, that longing, this, this wanting, this waiting for someone to intervene. Now, if you happen to be from a Roman Catholic background, you may have 
heard of John Henry Newman. In the 1800s, he was an Anglican priest who converted to Catholicism. Eventually, he was appointed a cardinal in the Catholic Church and became one of the most influential religious leaders in all of Europe. And if you go to almost any Catholic parish in the world, you will find a Sunday school class called the Newman Class. Many Catholic campus ministries are called Newman Centers, and they are all named after John Henry Newman. And while he was serving as a cardinal, one day he received a letter from someone, from an, an English priest from the tiny village of Brennan, this little mill town north of Birmingham, England. And it seemed that an epidemic of cholera had decimate, was decimating the village. The local priest wrote to Cardinal Newman pleading for help. He was requesting another priest to come and help with all of the funerals and last rites that he was called upon to do because so many people were sick and dying of cholera. Newman read the letter in his office, and he spent the next hour in prayer. Finally, his secretary came in and said, Cardinal Newman, we must give an immediate reply to the people of Brennan. Your eminence, what shall we do? And Cardinal Newman replied, the people are suffering and dying. How can I send a priest to do the work? I must go myself. I must go myself. And at Advent, each year we are reminded that God heard the plea of people who were hurting and frightened and overwhelmed. How under the circumstances could he send a substitute? And so he came down himself in the person of Jesus. Now Isaiah had been praying for someone with power and might and force to come in grandeur and splendor and majesty. To tear, to tear open the heavens and to come down. And yet, in verse 8, Isaiah's prayer takes a surprising turn, a change in tone, and he offers a new idea about how God comes to us. Isaiah writes, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are the work of your hand. And instead of asking God to put on this big fireworks display, he appeals simply for God's presence, for God's closeness and intimacy. This image of God as a loving parent, as a potter who gently and lovingly holds creation in his hands is a very powerful one. Because think about it, that means if God is the potter, then God touches us. We are not left on our own in this world. If God is the potter, he wants to shape us and to, to make us whole again. In this season of Advent, we acknowledge that Isaiah's cry is our cry, tear open the heavens and come down. But our cry has been heard but God came down in a rather gentle and unexpected, yet wonderful way, as a baby. A baby whose cradle was replaced by a cross, and that cross ultimately replaced by an empty tomb. I love the way that Bishop William Williman once put it. He said, in my experience, God speaks most often through whispers, not shouts, 
God is found in the shadows rather than the blinding light. And sometimes the whispers are very low whispers, and sometimes the shadows are very dark. God comes to us more like a whisper than a shout in a fragile little infant. And God continues to come down today in quiet ways that we do not necessarily expect. God comes to us in his word, perhaps through a morning devotion that seems like it was written just for you. Or God comes in the, in the quiet waters of our baptism, just as he will today for little Peyton as she's baptized. And God comes in the bread and the wine. God comes to us often through the love and kindness of a friend or neighbor or family member who may be reaching out with a phone call or a text message of encouragement at just the right time. And God comes to us through little, to the, comes to the little children through their Sunday school teachers each week. This Advent, in the midst of all the, the uncertainty and brokenness in our world, we pray along with Isaiah, God, please tear open the heavens and come down. And we are reminded once again that God came down in the person of Jesus and he will keep coming to us because he is the potter and we are the clay. And he gently, lovingly holds each one of us in the palms of his hand. In fact, Isaiah once reminded us that God's very name, Emmanuel, means God with us. That's what Advent is about. I'm reminded of a true story that a pastor friend of mine told me years and years ago, and I've really never forgotten it. It's such a powerful story. An elderly woman in his congregation named Martha had always been a strong-willed and a very independent person, and she made it very clear that she never wanted to live in a nursing home. But the time came when she simply could no longer live alone, and she had no choice. A few days after she entered the nursing home, her pastor went to visit her. He thought he would give her a few days, and hopefully she would adjust before his visit. But he was very surprised to find how content she seemed to be. He even remarked to her that she seemed to have adjusted very well to her move. And she said, Pastor, sit down right over there in that chair. I want to tell you a story. From where you are sitting, you should be able to see into the room across the hall just as I can from my bed. Last night, the woman in that bed fell onto the floor. And she was moaning and crying, but she is unable to talk. And a very kind nurse came in. First, she carefully put a blanket over the woman. And then she gently felt her bones to see if any of her bones seemed to be broken. And she was okay, but she was still very frightened and moaning. But then that nurse got down on the floor and lay down right next to her on the cold tile floor. She laid right beside her and she just held her for a while. And then when the woman was calmed down, the nurse said, well now, dear, I think it's okay for you to get back into bed. And she very gently, carefully, and lovingly helped her back to bed.
And then the woman Martha turned to her pastor and she said, you know, I think I'm really going to like it here. In much the same way, when we cry out, Lord, tear open the heavens and come down, God, it's as if God gently and lovingly lays down beside us and whispers to us so that we are never alone and we are never people without hope because Emmanuel, God, is with us. Thanks be to God. Amen.